Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A few things before we kick off. I want to draw your attention to the link that's at the top of the podcast right now. It's not the patreon.com forward slash Tortoise Shack one. It's Eventbrite for Podcasts for Palestine, which is taking place on the Sunday the 28th of January in the Sugar Club in Dublin. Uh, it's been set up in collaboration with the Tortoise Shack and the Fresh Batch podcast with Dean Scurry at the helm. Sincere thanks to Dean for doing all the running on this. I'm looking forward to a great night. Limited tickets are available now. Grab them as quickly as you can and hope to see lots of you there. There's also a ton of additional content out there on patreon.com forward slash tortoise including our podcast with Tyg Hickey on the very interesting 2023 that he has had. We did the uh, Northern Ireland Year in Review with Claire Mitchell and Stephen Baker. And as a short update from Zach Hanoya in Gaza, uh, a series of voice notes that we exchanged over the Christmas period. Uh, and that's exclusively there on patreon.com forward slash tortoise And the reason I keep saying that is because we want to keep going into 2024. And the only way that happens if some of you who are listening right now click that link and join us. Yes, the podcast is free, but that does not mean that it doesn't have a value. So if you're getting something out of it, please give something back. It is the easiest bit of activism you can do, and it makes all the difference to us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support, rating, sharing, reviewing, telling people where to find us. But do join us in 2024. We'd love to have you on board. I'm shutting up now. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and folks, we had a bit of a disaster. Well... Scratch that. I had a bit of a disaster. We were about to go live with the lads from the ditch. And Martin, you somehow managed to hit an EMP in the, uh, as I like to call it, the Glasnevin part of Ballymun that's closer to the Finglas part of Cabra. And I had no power. So uh, No power in Ballymun. It was awful. <laughs> There's a smile on his face. I'm so glad this is audio only. But nonetheless, um, it, it's well worth saying that we did get the opportunity to sit down with the guys and have a chat about the year that they've had, highs and lows. Um, so do you want to give Mar- Martin, do you want to give the folks a heads up of, of what you maybe touched upon before they hear it? Well, we talked about what the lads are up to for 2024 and they, they gave us a bit of a scoop. So you'll have to listen in there. There's a bit of a scoop inside in that as well. But they were talking to us about judicial reviews and other stuff that's coming up and the direction the ditch is going to take this year. So well worth a listen for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I thought you did a terrible job and it really <laughs> lacked, it really lacked, uh, someone to, to, to hold the helm and, and, you know, and just steer the, steer the ship in a proper direction. But no, um, yeah, no, do give it a listen, folks. The ditch, I will say at the outset. We know what it's like to try and go independent. They have lost their funding. We are struggling, and they are going to find out very quickly how hard it is to make it make it. Well, as an independent. I, I think you know, and fair play to the lads, they're putting out loads of volume. We talked about that as well. You know, there's been no let up in transmission, Tony, as they say. There's been no let up in transmission. I don't even think that's a saying, but you know, you just made it up now, so uh, there what? you go. That doesn't really lost. <laughs> I'm lost now. But anyway, look. The long, long story short. The um, Roman and Owen and now Polly are uh, a three man band, and they are they are out, out in the out in the wilderness on their own. So so uh, fingers crossed. And and by the way, they, I do I do Martin. Did they give a little appeal to people to dig in? Yeah, yeah. And the links are you're going to put the links on the podcast for people just to click in. Yeah, and uh, so obviously, if you're listening to us, you understand the need for independent. Mu- media and a plurality of voices they provide that so well well, they would listen we'd get over to uh, martin butchering what should have been a great interview but now is just kind of a okay interview
Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. I'm Martin McMahon. We're not with Tony at the moment, but hopefully he will be with us soon. I am joined by the lads from the ditch, Owen, Roman, and recent arrival, Polly. How are you? How are you doing? Hi. Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having us, Martin. No problem. Look, I'm going to jump straight in. I'm going to say stories that have been significant to you guys, which may not have been significant to other people during the year. Owen, what's what comes forward for you? It's a tough one, you know, we were talking, you know, we kind of consider these stories like our children, like we love them all equally. <laughs> but um, I mean, to pick a recent example, I think uh, it was an absolute, absolute pleasure and privilege to work with Porico Masco um, on a series of stories about uh, about surgery at Temple Street and the use of unlicensed non-surgical medical springs um, in surgery for children there. And, you know, you kind of talk about, with all of these stories, we we always talk about how we want them to come off the screen, you know, and not just live on Twitter, have kind of real-world consequences. And, you know, to publish a story on a Friday evening and then on Monday to have the HE to have the HSE have to come and step in and announce an inquiry in, into surgery at the hospital. I think that was, I think that was quite significant. Um, there were others then over the course of the year that, um, you know, we always, we always like doing anything property related. So I personally enjoyed um, the Nile Collins affair as well as Damien English as well. Like um, took a bit of, um, a bit of pride in those as well. Good, good, and I have to say that you know there's there is a, a a real significance to the 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 Temple Street story, and whilst covering the property stuff, as as you say yourself, it's enjoyable stuff. The real world consequences of that um, aren't as significant as the real world consequences for those who are trapped in, in that awful situation. I mean, it's just an awful situation for children. I mean, it really has strong real-world impacts. Polly, if I could come to you, what story stuck out for you this year? Um, it is very, very difficult to pick one um, because, as Owen mentioned, they are kind of like our children. The The first, uh, the most memorable for me, I think I, I joined around um, September and right off the bat we were writing about how um, Leo Varadkar was ignoring Sippo who have kind of starting to, who are probing basically um, donation statements that he had filed in uh, 2018, uh, include, which included a payment from um, the Attorney General, uh, Rossa Fanning. Um, and you've had some significant success there. Yeah. Um, well, there's... Um, it's going to be a judicial review now into, now into a separate uh, donation statement that we have... Uh, Requested from Sippo, yeah. Maybe maybe Roman could uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Roman, would you give us a little bit on that? Yeah, so we requested, um, I'll try not to kind of get into too much okay, legal detail, okay. but like basically we requested Leo Varadkar's uh, 2022 donation statement from Sippo. And they said, which any member of the public can do, the, the Electoral Act says that any member of the public including journalists, can just rock on up to SIPO and uh, ask for a copy of anyone's donation statement for, I think it's the preceding three years. 
And um, that's what we did. We asked them for it and they said, no, you're not getting it because uh, they have a separate obligation to what's known as laying these donation statements before the Oireachtas, um, which is just a formality and has nothing to do with um, you know, our enti- entitlement to get a copy of the donation statement. And, uh, yeah, that was their position. So we took a judicial review um, against them, and uh, that was reported on Monday, like in several newspapers, that we got leave, which is the first stage of a judicial review. You basically ask the court. It's a sort of a filter. You ask the court for permission to um, to proceed with the case. Um, you know, m- most people get leave, like it's just a formality. But as soon as soon as we got leave, um, and this this is what hasn't been reported, so this is sort of an, an exclusive, Martin. Um, we were given a link to the donation statements. Um, I think less than an hour after we got leave. So from from Sipo, from Sipo, yeah. So, so they could have given you this all along and it actually took uh, uh well i'd say they they'll argue that 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 um that still that still is their policy because they laid the documents before the Oireachtas on monday monday morning and then gave us a copy of it you know the, it, it, it's stra- a strange coincidence can, I, mean, can but, I can i ask what these documents have been laid before the Oireachtas period if you guys hadn't made this prompt Yes, I they, they they would. They are that's what's done. Like um, it, they are eventually laid before the Oireachtas. But uh, our argument is that we're st- we're entitled to a copy of them before they're laid before the Oireachtas. It's two separate. They're two yeah, separate two issues. separate regimes. Yeah. yeah. So so of the course there'll be a big argument now. Probably I think the ca- the case comes before the courts in February. There'll be a big argument now. I, I, I'd imagine they'll argue that uh, the case is moot. Um, and you know, we'll argue that it isn't because we'll be faced with the same what we say is an unlawful policy. Um, when we ask for this year's donation statements, which will be submitted in January, so the donation statements to be submitted by TDs in January covering this year, we'll be faced with the same issue. They'll be telling us that we're not giving it to you until we lay it before the Octus. So it's an interesting legal point, and I'm sure it'll be all trashed the, out next year. The, the ramifications of it are, are interesting too. On, on that subject, because you've given us an exclusive there, what, what, this is a tough question to ask, what stories have you not been able to go out with? Do you mean to, to, to publish? Yeah. And in what sense, like? Have you covered stories that you haven't yet been able to publish, we'll say, for whatever reasons? Have you covered, or do you generally, when you start work on something, it goes out? Yeah, I mean, always like there are editorial decisions, like where, you know, for whatever reason, um, you might decide that a story is just do- doesn't meet uh, the threshold. Um, I mean, I actually remember during this year, someone in the Business Post was uh, was write, wrote up a piece about us and was sort of like, saying, uh, which I thought was very odd, they were saying, oh, you know, that they'd spoken to to politicians who'd said they'd been asked to comment on uh, allegations put to them by us, by the ditch, and that the the allegations were never published. 
which, I mean, that's that happens in every news organization for whatever yeah. reason. Like, I mean, I've had situations where, you know, you'd ask someone to comment on something that seems, you know, there seems to be an issue with it and they give you an explanation and the explanation uh, makes sense um, or it's difficult to argue with the explanation and you just can't publish the story. Sometimes you can't get things over the line. Sometimes stories aren't good enough. Sometimes people have um, personal reasons that they, you know, explain a delicate situation to and, you know, you might make a call not to publish a story because of what uh, situation. situation someone's in. Like, it's not, you know, you don't just publish every single story that you get. Like, there are ones that just can't be gotten over the line for whatever reason. And, you know, sometimes it's frustrating, but that's just the way it is, you know. And talking about writing and, and not to demean either Roman or Owen, but Polly, you are a talented writer. And and Thank we you. all know this, yeah, but you are a talented writer and, you know, credit where it's due. And you've come in with the guys. Do you think that your role is now going to become very important? I mean, you're cer certainly there's, I, I, I don't know if the guys look weird, but I, I certainly I sense a, a change in, in tone. Um. I certainly do. I mean, the stories are getting harder hitting as they go along, and they are certainly getting harder hitting as they go along. Where do you see your role in this, and how are you? How are you fitting into it? Um, well, it's it's. Um, I think it's it's. Main thing is it's a collaboration between all of us. You know, uh, I'd love to sit here and be able to say, "Yeah, that's right. I'm the new MVP, and I can take credit for all the good work that's been done this year." But uh, you know. Um, the lads have been great in terms of, you know, since I came on board, they've been saying, no, let's, this is the, you know, this is a team worth, this is a team effort. We all do all the stories together. It's important that everybody um, contributes. And I'm very happy to hear you say that, uh, you know, you've noticed that the work is good since I've come on board. So that's. Well, <laughs> it was excellent beforehand. I'm not taken from the lads. It was excellent before. Haven't made it worse but anyway. It, that's the main thing. No, so, certainly not. Good. Certainly not. Yeah. So looking to this this year that has been in, in retrospect, I mean, I suppose the most significant thing that happened was that the, you were read from the pulpit, as I say, using doll privilege. Um, you were pretty much castigated and a lot of things said that won't be repeated outside of doll privilege. How has that impacted you? If I start with you first, Roman. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it certainly made... Um, things a lot more difficult for us um you know i think uh Miel martin uh when he went on his rant like sort of i think sent out a message to to other people um in the media and i think it has meant that it is harder for um or it certainly seems like it can be harder for our stories to kind of get traction in the media. Um, Would you think there's a chilling that, effect to what happened? Yeah, I think it, 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 it is like, and I think it's funny like to hear, um, to hear Michal Martin. I think um, it was in Israel, actually, he was talking a couple of months ago about like the importance of press freedom and stuff like that. You know, just months after he uh, launched an attack on us, 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it is like, um, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I think because we're not mainstream, um, you know, you saw the reaction when I think Chris Andrews took a legal case against, I think it's Harry McGee in the Irish Times, like, you know, loads of solidarity and um, uh, stuff like that for him. I don't, I don't think we get the same sort of solidarity or sympathy because we're not, we're not mainstream, you know. Owen, has it affected you? <laughs> yeah, kind of what Roman's saying. I mean, like, um, paraphrase Pusha T, you know, uh, the company we keep is not corporate enough. It's, you know, it's interesting to see who's in the tent and who's not in the tent. It's, look, we don't want to be in the tent. And one thing, one thing that we, myself and Roman would have spoken about at the start of this year was we had said, you know, we want the ditch to stand on its own, basically, where, say, for example, in years gone by, big hits we would have had, say, for example, with Paul Hyde and Onboard Planola, followed a fairly standard kind of journey or whatever you want to call it, where we would publish a story and then the mainstream gets involved. They publish their version of our story and then there are real world consequences. Seven Roman wanted to cut out that middleman, you know, and it's funny, you can only you almost don't realize it happening when you're doing it, you know, but um, it's in retrospect. When you look back the end of this year, we're, we're kind of going, all right, okay. Uh, Damien English, back in January, we published a story. He has to resign. And then the mainstream cover it, you know. Now Collins, yeah, I mean, with the Nile Collins affair, you know, that was the... That was the biggest story in the country, while all our very serious, very sensible palcors were at home going, oh, we can't say anything about this. Like, and, you know, and you know, after the fact, after it had become the biggest story in the country, then we got their very serious and very sensible analysis as to, you know, why they couldn't cover it, you know. And then we go back into um, the series of stories that we did with Porco Mescal about Temple Street. Again, we published a story on a Friday and the HSE has to go and step in on the on the Monday and then the mainstream gets involved. So it's like I'm kinda like, you know, on a sometimes it can be personally frustrating where you're kinda going like, you're not gonna cover this story, but like you look back on it all and it's kinda like, guys, you can cover it or not. They're gonna be big stories. Like, you know, that, that, that that's kind of the and that's kind of the pattern that has arisen through the year. I mean, there is a pattern of that where, you know, it's ignored at first and it still makes a breakthrough and then it has to be covered. Polly, you're coming from a different background to that. Do you have a different perspective on it? Um, in terms of the Actually, we'll not- say, uh, yeah, we'll say one hand not washing the other where stories are concerned. We'll call it that. Well, there are some stories that I that 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 that, that ran this year that I think had they been in broadsheet newspapers would have been, um, you know, talked about for months and months and months. Um, one example of that would be what the lads called the the high mileage club, which was uh, 
they just looked at the the mileage claims of various politicians and they found that they had been you know claiming expenses for uh <laughs> things that they things that they shouldn't have been and uh you know, I mean, these, Collins, I think, these, was an these mileage figures were astronomical, you know, and I mean, actually, genuinely astronomical. I mean, they genuinely were. Was it Niall Collins who um, was driving more than a Dublin taxi man? I think, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, these are, and I agree with you. If these were on the front page of a broadsheet with the proper headline, these things had run for months and months. Yeah. You know, paper <laughs> you know I, but is there a frustration level for you Polly on this that that they're not making the breakthrough as quickly as you'd like to see them make the breakthrough um I mean yes and no I mean it would be nice if you know the, the ditch broke uh, a story and then uh, you know uh, people in the media acknowledge it more quickly but as Owen said we don't we don't need them at all you know and we're in a position now where the ditch can publish a story and people are talking about it, whether or not the, the broadsheets uh, get on board with it. So yeah, either yeah. way, it's fine. I, I have to say, I kind of feel myself there's an element of gatekeeper going on with the what we'll call the traditional media. And I feel that there is an element of gatekeeping going on for, for, for what we'll call properly independent media. Um, I think that's kind of sad. I think it's sad. It's not what it's meant to be about. We're, we're you know, new media is there to try and break new ground, and uh, not for all all alternative media, though, Martin. No, if you're if you're from a certain political persuasion, if you're on if you're on the right, or if you're further right, or if you're in Irish nationalist circles, or trad cat circles whatever you want to call it guys like that play in easy mode like yeah 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 I, I mean it can't be denied i'm gonna move on look the web summit gotta ask you about the web summit you know and i'll come to roman on that roman do you consider it was a bit of a disaster for ye, or do you see it in a different perspective um really like um one thing actually i would say which is Related to that question, um, well, sort of related to it, is that when all this kicked off, um, you know, when it was announced like that um, Paddy was stepping down from uh, Web Summit and then that our funding, you know, that we wouldn't be funded anymore by Web Summit, um, like that was the first time since, I think, the Michal Martin stuff that we were kind of asked to kind of come on and, you know, do interviews or stuff like that by mainstream, which I thought was interesting. Like they, you know, they didn't ask. And I, I actually think like it's, it's sort of unprecedented where Temple street, arguably the biggest story of the year, yeah. uh, maybe second. Cause or well, I mean, I certainly think, you know, uh, kids waiting on spina bifida surgery is more important than Ryan fucking Tuberty. But Well, like, I, I have to agree with you, and yeah, I certainly was, do. You know, RTE was probably the, the big show of the year, the biggest story of the year in terms of public engagement. But uh, Temple Street was certainly, I would say, you know, the, the, the runner-up, and uh, Padraig Omeskel and ourselves, none of us were asked to come on. 
and discuss the story. Again, we have to listen to uh, other people on TV, on radio, talking about our stories. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like when someone in mainstream has a, you know, a story, you know, it could even be a very mediocre story. And, you know, they all slap each other on the back and say, oh, it's a great scoop. You know, like they're all they're on the radio and TV and, you know, you never fucking hear the end of it. But like <laughs> we can't get a look in. Meanwhile, you know, you've you've every Tom, Dick and Harry uh, nationalist fucking lunatic getting invited on to mainstream radio shows like it's bizarre. It's completely bizarre. Um, but anyway, back to your 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 I leave my rant there, but back to your the question you asked. Um no, I don't think I don't think it was. Like, I mean, um, you know, it it's just one of those things like that happens and you just have to deal with it. And I think a lot of people were were um writing our obituary and saying, like, oh well, like that's that's the end of the ditch. Um you know, good luck to them and everything. But like, I would say since then, like, um, you know, because poor Polly came on <laughs> just before that all happened. Like, but I think since then, like, um, you know, or certainly the run up to what to what happened or, you know, in, in the weeks leading up to it. And since like, I think we've published more stories than we ever had. Than we ever, than we ever, than we ever had, and you know, so the pressures are different, I suppose, Roman. The pressures are now different. I mean, the 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 content monster has to be fed, has to be fed, um, and the, and that's a pressure that I, I suppose, uh, from my point of view, you didn't have that pressure when you had some assured funding, or not as much of, of that pressure when you had assured funding. Does that? change the way you you pursue stuff no no i I don't think so i think like we you know we're very careful um in you know making sure i think that our stories are up to the sort of standards that we've set for ourselves and that people you know have come to expect from us um i mean i was just looking there uh i i don't think or we maybe we've we've reached it now I think I think we're we're on around five hundred tweets since we started. That's all. Like we're we've always been, I think, quality over quantity. Yeah. Um and you know, we've sixty three thousand followers now. From five hundred tweets, I can't think of any other account like that has those sort of numbers. And no, no, yeah, I think it, it we've is. increased we've increased content and output, but I don't think the, the the quality has decreased, you know. Well, I I think you refer to yourselves as as not mainstream media, but you're certainly on on everybody's media chart. You're certainly there. There is no doubt. And even with the mainstream, you're on their chart. They do talk about you. Um, it's they're just doing the old uh, news talk Irish Times thing, where no, we can't talk to them, but we will certainly talk about them. Paul, you've come from a different culture into this, um. Do you see a way through this? Do you think this is a, a just kind of rattle out of the pram at the moment from the mainstream and that sooner or later they'll just cop on because a good story is a good story? I don't know. Um, I mean, to go back to what Michal was saying in the doll about the ditch being a, a political organization, I do think that 
you know, criticism of uh, power is allowed within certain parameters. Um, that's kind of, you know, that the government approves of or that the powers that be approve of. And anything that falls outside of that is going to have a hard time getting traction. Um, I do think, uh, you know, sometimes stories are so big that they just simply can't be ignored uh, for sure. Um, and I'm confident that that's going to happen again uh, very soon. Well, just as a matter of interest, what's the most difficult story you've come across? I mean, some some are harder to open the oyster than others, you know. So, what one has been the most difficult one for yourselves? Um, I would, for me personally, um, speaking to some of the uh, parents who were impacted by everything that happened in in Temple Street was um, was a very difficult thing to to hear you know how these people had been completely failed by the system and how they had to kind of sit back and watch as their children their children's health deteriorated and nothing was being done about it you know that's when you're sitting on the other end of the phone listening to someone tell you that or you're speaking to them face to face it can be you know uh very can be very uh you know <laughs> it can it can be. I'm going to channel Tony on this one. I'm just going to say, you know, that, that he's been saying for a long time that the Paul Corps need to get out of Leinster House more often and see how people are actually living. And that's a perfect example, Paulie, where you actually go and talk to the parents involved and you feel they're hurt. There is no doubt about it, but you feel they're hurt and their betrayal from what's happened to them. What's 2024 going to look like for the ditch? If I'll start with you, Owen, on that. What's what's 2024 going to look like? <laughs> um, a lot done, more to do, as Fianna Fáil once said. Um, kind of, yeah, to, similar to what Roman was saying, we, we like to think that we set ourselves high standards and we want to keep fulfilling them. Like, we want to... So as we always say, like as Joel Embiid at the Philadelphia 76ers says, trust the process. We want to keep publishing, you know, stories that we consider to be of national importance that we want to keep publishing in a way that is, you know, all killer, no filler, as we uh, as we always aspire to. And we want to keep doing that, but we want to do more of it, basically, you know. Um, We've also... uh, there are things that we've tried over the year that we'd um, quite possibly like to return to. We um, quite recently there we published it was for now it was a once off. We but we did a print collection. It was a collection of essays with um, some great writers from across the country. That's something that we'd very possibly like to return to and other bits and pieces. Yeah like events and I mean also to go back to something else that Roman said as well the we have this JR that is coming up in January that kind of um, playing those kind of if you want to call them away games like using kind of legal mechanisms to and the, the high stakes games too. yeah yeah like using legal mechanisms to compel state institutions to um accountable yeah to hand over the loot like you know like give us the documents that we want to get like that is something that we're um excited about exploring a little bit more in 24 good roman 
And I know you'll have a slightly different aspect because this is this is what this is the shamrock. We have three leaves, it's one organization, but three individuals who work for the one organization, the ditch, and you have a different perspective and you follow different interests. What's twenty twenty four look like for you in the ditch? Um we've a lot of plans. Um, you know, like the the whole kind of uh, idea of bringing Polly in um was to to expand basically um and you know expand um not just our reach but like you know how we reach people um you know it's not just about kind of increasing the content i think we want to kind of maybe um broaden things out a little bit and you know the, the, at the moment you know, our bread and butter, like, is, you know, we publish a story online and we put it out on, on Twitter and uh, more recently Instagram. And, you know, that's that that seems to be what people like. Um, you know, I, I think this time last year, I'm open to correction, but I think this time last year we possibly weren't doing opinion pieces or maybe we had just started around that time. So that was something new. Um, and yeah, I, I think maybe it might be more kind of, um, different formats maybe next year. You might see a bit more of us, um, you know, on a kind of, uh, different platforms or stuff like that. Like we do have different ideas. Um, but, uh, yeah, I could actually see, um, just going back to what Owen said about judicial reviews, um, I think we're looking at more judicial reviews next year. And um, by the looks of it, we're we're having difficulties with some local authorities. You've probably seen like that we've published stories about the interests of um uh senior staff and local authorities. And um a lot of them, you know, are are not really willing to hand over their registers or looking for uh, extortionate fees and stuff like that. So I think a couple of those might end up in court. So, yeah, maybe maybe 2024, um, you know, will be the year of the, the judicial review or something. I think, you know, I, 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 it's not like it's not some sort of like a strategy. But it's just the stuff that we've been doing of late, um, asking for these uh, registers or asking for donation statements involves utilizing provisions and legislation and you know i don't think media organizations take enough judicial reviews um and i you know i think it's important to use it where necessary um and to be fair like the courts do have a good track record of um on, on jors they certainly do and well, on, on media like on 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 the right of the media to you know, access certain things and to report the news, like they do take it seriously, you know. Paul, slightly different question for you. The Patreon model is a shit model and we just know it is. It's a hard way to survive and it's a hard way for any uh, business, even one like yourself where where you're keeping your overheads low and putting in a lot of work. It's hard to survive. 2024, does that hold some prospect of spreading out from the Patreon model and trying something else? Well, um, people can uh, donate to us right now if they 
so inclined after hearing and, this. And uh, Tony will put in the link for the ditch. And I would say to people, please do, do sign up as a Patreon. And right underneath it, he's going to put the Echo Chamber podcast and sign up for that as a Patreon as well. So he will put in the link. So yeah, definitely. This is what's keeping you alive at the moment. So if you want to read these stories, guys, you have to pay for them. Okay, pay for them after the fact, after you've read it, but still pay. Sorry, Polly, on you go. We've talked about a lot of different uh potential potential avenues in terms of uh you know how we're going to uh get funds and and from uh, people who read the stories and that kind of a thing uh as you mentioned patreon is it's 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 not a great platform um so i mean if we can get people to give it the to donate directly to us maybe that would be the best the best way of doing it i i, I don't really it's uh it's, it's a difficult right it's now. a difficult circle to square when you're putting out quality material and it is a difficult circle to square going behind a paywall is not necessarily the the wisest thing to do because you lose your your traction you lose your grip and we've seen that with the mainstream media i mean going behind paywalls hasn't necessarily helped their circulation and it simply hasn't and you know it's publisher die it's publisher die and if people aren't reading it um, you've no chance of expanding, simply no chance of expanding. You guys are expanding. I mean, your your readership is expanding exponentially, which has to be a great sign. Would you think you're doing the advertising route at some stage? Um, no, like that, that, that wouldn't be in any other plans, you know, like whether they be short, medium or long term. Um, to be honest, um, I, look, to be honest, uh, like even taking aside any kind of whatever you want to call them, moral or political considerations, um, I, I, I don't really think it's worth our while really like, you know, apart from anything like, um, so I think, yeah, like, yeah, like whatever you want to call it, yeah, like morally, politically, even aesthetically, you know, there's, there's like nothing worse than these sites that are absolutely juiced to the gills with banner ads like and shit like yeah, and i have to agree with you it is the difference between uh, independent i mean if you if you're looking for the line between independent media and not independent i mean that is the line between independent and not independent so i do agree with you on that just to wrap this up and, and this is the, the the last question from me for 2024 do you think that if the election happens in this year, the ditch will be pivotal, pivotal in its coverage? I mean, what the ditch says is going to matter at election time. Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah, we're we're um we're looking forward to an election whenever it's called. Like it's like um, it's food for mana for political nerds, really. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's mana from heaven for political nerds. I mean, like, Little Wayne has a line, like, where he says, I am the beast, feed me rappers and feed me beats. And, like, I kind of think, like, just names of candidates feed them to us. Like, you know, like, <laughs> line them up, like, you know, <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that myself, Roman. We um, might, Martin. We might even uh, might even wear suits if there's an election call. We'll have get our suits out and little ties and head on down to Leinster House and be all serious. Reservoir dogs, Polly. Yeah, no, I think we're going to have a field day. Uh, 
it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun um for sure when there's uh there's locals as well coming up soon aren't there as well but there the general will be the big up. I, I like yeah but like we do care about locals even though most people don't care about locals but you know it is a breeding ground for where they come from no look it'll be it'll be a lot of uh it'll be it'll be certainly interesting um you know um to cover an election and i think we'll do it in a different way than the broadsheets are doing it for sure I'm looking forward to seeing that too, and I am looking forward. Look, lads, thanks very much for coming on, Roman, Owen, Polly. It's great to talk to you. Um, I think you've had a great year, and I think for all the kicks and the bollocks you got over the year, you've come out the other side quite well. And it's the quality of the journalism that you're putting out is the standard I rule it on. So you're coming out quite well out the other side for everything that has happened Wish you the best. Next to the Echo Chamber podcast, you are my favorite independent platform, without a doubt. Keep up the good work, work, lads, in 2024, and thank you for this interview. Thanks so much, Martin. Much appreciated. Thanks, Martin. Bye-bye. So, Baldy, that was your uh, interview with the lads from the ditch. Um, you rang me afterwards, absolutely cock-a-hoop that it was better than without me. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. No, it was a good interview with the lads. You know, we discussed a lot of issues there. And I think that was as frank an interview as you're going to get from anybody. Well, no, I will say this. Um, everybody has chased the guys. And the only reason they chased them, as they said on the on the podcast, is that can you talk about, you know, Paddy Cosgrave? Can you talk about Web Summit? Can you talk about these things? No one chased them about the work that they do. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's very telling. And of course, what the guys like in the work that they do and why they like what they do, that's all, you know, important stuff for motivation. It's why the guys keep going. And it's why you should actually sign up and be a patron of them and then sign up and be a patron of us. I'd have flipped that on its head, but that's just because you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> listen, folks, we'll leave it there. We have lots coming your way over to Christmas. Thanks for the support. It really makes all the difference. We want to limp into 2024. So if you're not a patron, do come on board. And remember, um, let's have 2024. In terms of the ditch, let's have people talking about the work they do and not uh, not the 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 uh, sideshow that was the last few months. So, so fair play to Owen, Roman and Polly. Well done, lads. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Tony and Martin Martin and Tony Speaking to interesting people only It's the Echo Chamber Podcast Subscribe now on Patreon